This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Well, hello out there in American Family Radio land. This is another exciting episode of Because I Said So your weekly parenting 30 minutes, or perhaps I should say 30 minutes of parenting punditry from your host, that would be me, John Rosemond, carried exclusively on American Family Radio every Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, and you can do the math from there. As uh, I've told my listeners many times before, the show is pre-recorded, which is why I don't have guests or take phone calls or that sort of thing, which I'd love to do, but simply can't because to do the show live would require my presence in my home studio at six o'clock every Saturday evening. And at six o'clock every Saturday evening, I'm usually somewhere in the United States having dinner with a pastor and several other people, including his wife, usually in preparation for speaking at his church on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. And while I could, I suppose, push came to shove, find a uh, friendly radio station that would be willing to loan me an hour of their time or 30 minutes of their time every Saturday evening, that would just be, take it from me, a major hassle and one that would consume, therefore, entirely too much time. So the uh, program is pre-recorded, and uh, when you listen to this particular segment, which you should be listening to on June the 9th of the year 2018, A.D., my wonderful wife of 50 years, Willie, real name Wilma, and I will be in Praha, which in America is known as Prague in the Czech Republic, which is about three hours from Bratislava, which is my wife's father's hometown. From there, we'll be going to a place called, and I'm going to mangle this, folks, it's a place called Teski Krumlov, and it is, from all accounts and photographs, a charming medieval Czech village that was unaffected by World War II and comes highly recommended by the concierge of the Prague, or Praha, Marriott Hotel, which is where we'll be staying in Prague. From Teski Krumlov, we move to Vienna for three days, where we'll be attending a Mozart uh, symphony, an evening of Mozart, and we'll also be attending a performance of the Viennese Lipizzaners, the uh, white stallions that almost literally dance in these uh, very coordinated formations. My wife, when she was 12 years old, 
went to see a touring troupe of Lipizzaners in Chicago with her father and fell in love with them and uh, has wanted to see the Viennese troupe ever since. So we're doing that. And we're doing all of this because we're celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary. We were married when she was 19 and I was 20, so you can do the math. So I believe it was a week, maybe two weeks ago on this show, I talked about the fact that one's first obligation in the raising of a child is not to the child. Uh, Surprisingly enough, your first obligation in the raising of a child is not to the child. Your first obligation is to God. And I used as my supportive scripture what is known as the great commandment, which is Matthew 22, verses 35 through 40, which reads as follows. And one of them, meaning the Pharisees, who, who you know, were just really at wit's end over Jesus and uh, wanted to prove to the people who were following him in increasing numbers that he had no legitimacy as a prophet, much less the Messiah. And so there were always Pharisees following him around, asking him questions, trying to trip him up. And and this is a, a story, a little nugget, a vignette of that sort, Matthew 22, 35 through 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, in other words, Jesus replied, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. Interesting wording that I'll return to in a moment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So in the raising of a child, consistent with Matthew 22, 35 through 40, which I contend is really the centerpiece of valid Christian life, loving God and loving neighbor should be uppermost in every action that we take as Christians. And in that regard, in the raising of a child, a parent's first obligation is to God, to parent in a manner, in other words, that first and foremost honors him, to raise children who are pleasing to him. And in that show that I'm referring to a week or two ago, I talked about the fact that this is really what Paul is referring to when in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, he says, Fathers, don't exasperate your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. In other words, you know, I, I maintain that these two scripture really, when it comes to the raising of children, dovetail together. Really what Paul is saying, in a sense, is that in the raising of a child, you should trust God with all your heart, soul, and mind, Lean not on your own understandings, or anybody else's for that matter, 
Acknowledge him, God, in all your ways, and he will keep your paths straight. So a parent's first obligation is to God in the raising of a child, and commensurate with the second great commandment, a parent's second obligation is to his neighbors, broadly defined, that is, to raise children that are pleasing to them. So here are your obligations as a parent. They, your first obligation is to God to raise children that are pleasing to him, to raise children in a way that is pleasing, and to raise children, therefore, that are pleasing to him. And your second obligation, again, is not to your child. It is to your neighbors. As I often say in front of my audiences hither and thon across the United States of America, Proper child-rearing is an act of love for one's neighbors. Being a good neighbor is all about two fundamental things. It's all about respect, and it's all about service. The good neighbor respects boundaries of property and relationship. He respects his neighbor's right to peace and quiet, and he respects his neighbor's unspoken aesthetic standards. The good neighbor, for example, doesn't clutter his property with unsightly junk. And the good neighbor looks for opportunities to be helpful, to serve without being asked. For example, he mows his neighbor's yard while the neighbor is laid up in the hospital and continues to do so even when the neighbor is discharged but still recovering. If he sees his neighbor struggling struggling to change a tire, He lends a helping hand. But it's important to note that in the second great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus wasn't referring only to one's next door or down the street neighbors. He was referring to one's obligations to everyone else, even people one may never come into direct contact with. He was referring to his child's teachers. He was referring to fellow churchgoers. He was referring to the people that his child will encounter once his child leaves home, emancipates himself or herself. And so from that very broad perspective, every public act is either an act of love for one's neighbor or an act of pure self-interest. Raising a child is a public act, therefore the same applies. In any given instance, child-rearing is either an act of love for one's neighbor or an act of pure self-interest. You know, I think it's safe to say that these days it is the rare parent, even in the Christian community, who in the raising of his or her children is putting God first and neighbor second. I really do think it's unfortunately safe to say that in today's parenting climate, that uh, the child comes first, the child comes second, the child comes third, the child comes fourth, the child comes fifth, and so on and so forth. And that, I think, is probably perhaps the crux of the problem. You know, when you do something, and especially something that is extremely important, and your priorities are not in order, uh, you're going to have problems, and you're going to have problems, and you're going to create problems. And as I often point out on my show and in my public presentations, you know, I, uh, the, the questions I am asked by Christian parents, the problems that Christian parents describe to me, 
are no different than the problems described to me by parents who are atheists. And I think that's because uh, across the board in America, when it comes to the raising of children, people have their priorities out of order. And, and mind you, I don't say that to accuse. I say that to be hopefully helpful. So I got a break coming right up. Be right back. Stay with me. Welcome back to the show. For those of you who are just joining us, uh, the show is called Because I Said So. Four words associated with a traditional approach to the raising of children. And for that reason, well, not for that reason, I, we, the, the title reflects the fact, is the more accurate way of saying it, that the show is all about child rearing. Or what in America today is called parenting, which, although it is now in Webster's and the Oxford dictionaries, is an illegitimate word. If it was called anything 60 plus years ago, it was simply called raising children, bringing them up. Parents were not parenting. Mothers were not mothering. Fathers were not fathering any more than husbands are husbanding and wives are wifing. And why don't I like the word parenting? Because it, it reflects this idea, very wrong-headed idea, that the raising of a child is somehow a quasi, if not actual, technology that can be mastered with uh, uh, by reading a lot of parenting books and going to a lot of parenting seminars and uh, listening to radio shows on American family radio that deal with parenting. And, I, you know, ironically, I keep pointing this out to people all the time. Uh, your grandmother, your great grandmother didn't do any of those things and seemed to do quite well at raising children. Anyway, so uh, in the last couple of shows, I've been talking about the applicability of the great commandment, the first and second great commandments, which uh, Jesus identified as such, and, and that identification is recorded in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, he asked. And I'm throwing in some words here because we're on the radio and I need to put this uh, in a more vernacular manner, if you will. Teacher, what is, which is the great commandment in the law? And he, being Jesus, said to him, the lawyer, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So in the show a week ago, I said, in the raising of a child, what this means, how this particular scripture pertains to the raising of children is that it clearly means that your first obligation in the raising of a child is to God. 
the child's heavenly father. And your second obligation is to your neighbor. Again, proper child rearing is an act of love for your neighbor. And you execute that obligation to your neighbor by raising children in a manner that eliminates to the greatest degree possible that your children will cause your neighbor's discomfort, anxiety, stress, irritation, and so on and so forth. You want your children to be pleasing to your neighbors. And I said that in the first half of the show that being a good neighbor is all about respect for your neighbor and service to your neighbor. And along those lines, when it comes to the manner in which they raise their children, neighbors show respect for and serve the best interests of the community, the culture, and the entire people sphere, planet Earth, by doing all they can to raise children who are morally upright, well-mannered, respectful of responsible adults, trustworthy, accountable, and possessing of a proper work ethic. And see, here's the problem. Today's parents, when I ask today's parents, when I ask a parent who is, say, 30, 40-something years old, what is your goal in the raising of your child? What is your purpose? The answer I most frequently receive is, well, John, I want my children to be happy and successful. And you see, neither happiness on the part of the child or success on the part of the child has anything to do with your obligation to your neighbor, a much less, by the way, your obligation to God. God clearly says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, that your purpose should be raising children of strong moral character, raising children who possess a biblical worldview. As I tell people all across the country, sorry to disappoint you, but God does not care that your child is a straight-A student. God does not care that your child gets into the gifted and talented program. God doesn't care that your child qualifies for the Olympic gymnastics team. God doesn't care that your child becomes a renowned brain surgeon, goes to Harvard Medical School, becomes president of the United States. God doesn't care about those things. But unfortunately, That's the focus of today's parenting, that word, in all too many instances. In all too many instances, the focus of today's parenting, regardless of the worldview of the parent, whether it's a Christian worldview or a secular humanist worldview, an atheist worldview, is uh, the child's success, the, the, the focus. And see, this is the point of these two programs. You know, here's Jesus telling us that the centerpiece of proper Christian living is love of God and love of neighbor, that that understanding should permeate everything we do. And here we have pretty much a fact of contemporary parenting in the year 2018, which is that Parents in the Christian community are not putting God first and neighbor second in the raising of their children. They are putting the child first and the child second and the child third and the child fourth and so on and so forth. And here's something I also say 
at every possible opportunity, and that is when you depart from God's instructions in living your life, you will bring down trouble on your head. But anyway, to go on, I mean, this is so vitally important. In, in how you raise your children, you demonstrate love of neighbor not by seeing to it that your children make straight A's or get, get on to the uh, uh, Olympic gymnastic squad, but you demonstrate love of neighbor by not taking unruly children into restaurants where their behavior might become disruptive and annoying to other people. Those other people are your neighbors. You demonstrate love of neighbor by not allowing your children to interrupt adult conversations. You demonstrate love of neighbor by insisting that your children respond appropriately to greetings from adults. In other words, that they respond to adults with eye contact, the use of sir and ma'am answering questions from adults and the like. You demonstrate love of neighbor in the raising of your children by insisting that children be seen and not heard. In other words, when in a room otherwise occupied by adults who are having conversation, that the child knows that his proper place is to listen, pay attention, and not do anything that attracts attention to himself. In short, to sum it all up, in the manner in which you raise your children, you demonstrate love of your neighbor by training your children to be pleasing to other adults. God first, neighbor second. And and for that, you know, when you put things in that order, when your children are pleasing to other people, uh, the proof is in the pudding. It lies in the pudding because the most pleasing words a parent can ever hear are, your children are so well-behaved and well-mannered. Those words acknowledge that indeed you are loving your neighbor and how you raise your kids. So to this, this odd phrase, Jesus says the second commandment is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? Well, it means that love of God and love of neighbor go hand in hand. That's what Jesus meant. In the raising of a child, you love God by properly loving your neighbor, and you love your neighbor by properly loving God. And so, does this mean that your obligation to your child comes third? No. No, your third obligation is to your spouse. And your fourth obligation is to your family as a unit. And then comes your child. And see, yeah, <laughs> I mean, this, this is probably really shocking to a lot of people. But here is what I am saying. I'm saying, and it's a paradox, if you put your child fifth, okay, number one is God, number two is neighbor, number three is spouse, number four is the family as a unit. In other words, what's in their best interest and that sometimes trumps what is in a child's best interest. Your child's best interest come fifth when you order things properly according to that proper order of things. Your raising of your children will be more of a blessing to you 
God, your neighbor, and your child. So uh, a crass commercial announcement. I still have room in my Newburn Parent Retreat, Newburn, North Carolina, coming up on the 29th and 30th of June in my hometown. There'll be a group dinner. There'll be a mixer at our home, which is in the downtown historic district of Newburn. A really interesting place, this town. Willie and I moved here four years ago and scratched our heads after about a month, asking ourselves, why weren't we here for the last 30 years? So if you'd like to sign up for that retreat, simply go to johnrosemond.com where you'll find more information and the means of signing up. So again, American Family Radio every Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Thanks for joining me. It's a continuing journey, and I hope you will join me again. In the meantime, God bless you and your families, and all praises, of course, be to Him. Mm-hmm.